For the record, with Dan Gordon and Maya Billick on FBI Radio. Over a week ago, the music world suffered a huge, huge blow with the news surfacing of Sophie's tragic passing away. Still sighing. I know I've still been trying to catch my breath in the wake of the news, I'm sure. You as an FBI radio listener would be as well as so many in the FBI community have. So many in the uh, music scene internationally has as well. The tributes for Sophie have just been pouring in since the artist's passing. 
And we're going to attempt our very own tribute right here on For the Record over the next hour. Groundbreaking, uh, boundary-pushing, truly making music like no one else, Sophie catapulted the musical world into hyperpop overflow around about 2012, 2013, and genuinely changed the course of pop music, and I feel like that might even be an understatement. The reach that Sophie's music had truly was outstanding. And still is. We're going to be unpacking the impact of Sophie's catalogue, Sophie's collaborations over time, and all through the lens of product, Sophie's debut album. If you want to get the spiel on Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides, we covered that record here in For The Record not that long ago. You can listen back wherever you get your podcasts from. Check out the album in full. We're going to touch on the impact of that as Sophie's last full length and first full length a little bit later. But first, we want to go a little deeper into... Sophie's backstory. The artist has mentioned time and again that growing up felt extremely isolating. The producer has told many stories about going to raves with the artist's father, uh, being introduced to electronic music in that sense, and I think the best way to really assess that impact on the artist's career is to think about one of my favourite tributes that I've seen in the wake of Sophie's passing described the way that Sophie touched music production and how the producer uh, distorted music as physically being able to hear and feel waveforms cracking open and unleashing themselves. Now, Sophie started out as a, a fairly mysterious figure in music, not doing many interviews, disguising all the vocal parts with either high-pitched auto-tune or making it almost unaudible at times. In both music and interviews. Yeah, and and really relying on almost this this character, this idea of Sophie. And it's been really amazing kind of watching that character kind of transform into an actual fully out-and-out identity of Sophie. And the artist really blossom and be so comfortable visibly with the person Sophie's become. Yeah, I mean, watching Sophie's transformation over the years in real time is something I think so many people, after the fact, what we really want to hone on today is product. I think it's not a loaded statement to say that product well and truly changed the game for electronic music. Here's this random-ass label from Scotland called Numbers that put out this unassuming uh, body of work by an artist called Sophie. That's it. Mm. One one name. And here's this mini album or EP that is just, in all of the best ways, wonderfully insane. And I guess we kind of have to look at the build-up to what eventually became Product. It's a series of uh, singles that was released over the course of months throughout the year of 2013. Uh, each one kind of and a building block onto the next one. Each each one that little bit weirder than the next one. Um, mm. And it, it kind of I definitely I remember listening to um, Bip when it first came out and not knowing what the hell I was listening to. It was kind of pop music, kind of electronic music, definitely strange music, almost as unsettling as it is joyous. You know, it's this weird 
mishmash of almost every kind of emotion yeah. you can think of. It's so bizarre to listen to, and, and that kind of theme definitely carries throughout almost the whole of, of product, I think. Like, that whole keeping you on your toes, inviting you in to be with the music, but also wanting to make you feel uncomfortable at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I think I can speak for most people when I say that first time you ever listen to Sophie, it's this massive, just, like, your own head cracks open at the thought of who is this person, how have they been able to think up something like this, let alone have that ability to be able to create something in this way, and the lens through which this person is able to look at manipulating pitch, uh, space, percussion, bass in every single way, just unlike anyone else, truly unlike anyone else. Mm. Obviously came up kind of as as an associate of the PC music scene, but the more and more I think about it, Sophie's music stands almost like two, three, four steps apart from whatever everyone else in PC music was doing that that whole scene was mm. was good and it was you know it was interesting it was fun but Sophie just always seemed to be an anomaly yeah almost like an outcast of that scene kind of one foot in the PC music world one foot in whatever world Sophie wanted it to be in totally totally and that is what makes this debut as product so wonderful joyous and what makes Sophie's legacy an innovator and creator and icon in every sense of the word. We're going to jump into a little bit more product here. This track's called Ellie. It's the B-side that came along with BIP, first single released by Sophie. You're tuned in to For The Record on FBI Radio.
After the tragic passing of Sophie a few weeks ago, we've been looking back at product and a few other highlights along the way. We kicked it all off with Ellie. After that one, Lemonade, you might have heard a certain fast food chain advert all around the world uh, when it came out. And then after that one, one of my personal favorites and I think one of the, the most interesting tracks Sophie has ever made, Hard. My name's Maya Billick, and I'm with Dan Gordon. Here in For the Record on FBI Radio, we're a weekly album show. There's been a sea of tributes that have been given to Sophie, what Sophie meant to people um, about Sophie's music, and we're doing our best to add something that Sophie meant to us here on For the Record. Now, when you're breaking down Sophie's early music, or, or rather the sound of Sophie's early music. A lot of words kind of spring to mind. Metallic. Metallic, but mechanical. This warped distortion of textures and sounds and bubbles and cracking. and. I would also say things like uniform. I, th- I feel like it's, it's extremely... Um, it's composed in such a way where it's, everything is kind of aligned in its perfect little package, like a product. Yeah. Totally. And you can see the influence that this type of production, Sophie's production style, has had on a cacophony of artists from people like Vince Staples to Australia's very own Flume. Sophie's production work and skills was pretty pivotal in cementing PC music as a voice in electronic music generally. Uh, Sophie's production work on the Vroom Vroom EP for Charlie XCX was a truly pivotal moment in her career. And what I think really cements Sophie for so many people and what gives them such a sense of belonging is the way that Sophie would both challenge you and trust that you would receive this message all all without like very few words yeah sophie sound always looked to push things right to the very edge almost teetering on breaking point and then snapping it back and kind of giving you a little bit of time to breathe on it and then throwing you right back in the deep end and i feel like that was one of the most interesting things about sophie's music was it was almost like being on a on an amusement park ride. You never kind of knew what was going to come next, but it was always so exciting to see what was going to come around the bend. Totally, and like down to the way that this music was described, even, you know, oil of every pearl's uninsides, um, the type of voices used throughout this music, some of the lyrics here and there, People, I think initially when they started to receive Sophie at this point, the artist hadn't yet come out. A lot of people were really receptive to the music that Sophie made and wanted to support this artist's work. And yet here is this person who is absolutely challenging you constantly in not only your perception, but what this type of pop star or how a pop star should act This is a person who, in an interview with the BBC the whole time, used an uh, audio voice distortion tool that made Sophie's voice sound like a young child, like like a five-year-old girl. Um, I think the interviewer had even asked if it was a joke at some point. Um, So many reviewers 
It was never really revealed whose voice was Sophie's across so many tracks until it came time to It's Okay to Cry. And Sophie had kind of put a lot of rumours to rest, reclaimed Sophie's own voice and revealed Sophie's voice to everyone. Which is a really, really beautiful moment. And I remember thinking, damn, I, I mean, obviously you knew that there was a level of talent there mm. in terms of singing ability. But I didn't know it was that great because all we'd ever heard was pitch shifted or, you know, manipulated or guest vocals. Or guest vocals. You'd never heard the truly out-and-out out pure vocal tone. And it was amazing. I Like, I remember being blown away by how, how pristine and beautiful it sounded. Totally. And, again, this is someone who previously would dress in drag or at one point even hired a drag queen to pose as Sophie while the real Sophie was tucked away in another corner actually playing music. The fact that Sophie contributed to the work of Hey Cutie and everything that Hey Cutie stood for also hammers home everything that Sophie did throughout their work as an artist, their performance art, their work, their aesthetic I'm choking up throughout this whole thing, so bear with me. We're on For the Record here on FBI Radio. This is product by Sophie. We've gone through a little bit of it, and we're going to take a few steps down memory lane, revisiting some key career moments in Sophie's. And this next one, a pretty big, big collab. Co-writer and co-producer on Madonna's Bitch, I'm Madonna. Massive, massive undertaking from Sophie. And really, really, really great to see Madonna having the foresight to know that Sophie was at the top, the tippy, tippy top of electronic music, and to try and get involved in that sound. You know, I think if anyone in the pop world, if they were making pop music in 2013, 2014, and on into the future, that was the sound they were trying to get a little bit of the magic out of. That's what you're going to listen to right now. An FBI. You're gonna love this. You can't touch this. Cause I'm a bad bitch. We hit the elevator right up to the rooftop. The bass is pumping, make me wanna screw the top off. Yeah, we'll be drinking and nobody's gonna stop us. And we'll be kissing anybody that's around us. I just wanna have fun
artist whose work has been described as elastic, synthetic, uh, product-like, and everything else, almost superhuman to a sense. We are, of course, talking about Sophie, a landmark uh, musician, producer, and pioneer here on For the Record, a tribute to the artist's very sudden passing. One of the most interesting things about Sophie's music, of course, is is the bridging of the artificial world and the human heart. I feel like those two aspects kind of are, are the yin and yang that make up Sophie's world. Yeah. We, we had been kind of kept in the dark about the human aspect of it for a little while with the product being probably more focused around the artificial, definitely kind of indebted to that computerized uh, technological world but as you know as we progress throughout the career given little glimpses you know more and more is revealed about the human side of Sophie with every single track every release obviously that came into full effect on the debut record oil of every pearls uninsides yeah and I mean I think all of that began to make sense when Sophie came out and revealed that Sophie was transgender. I think that story cannot be separated from how Sophie produced music and the type of music this artist made. And the more I think about it now, in the wake of Sophie's passing, it's both absolutely alien and immortal and physically not human, Mm. but so deeply emotional and personal at the same time. And I think that's what, you know, aside from the fact that Sophie is a person who came out as transgender, the way that she really talked through sounds about that experience and what that meant and going through that process and how how this person felt the need to not use any single pronoun you know, I think that kind of tells you everything about who Sophie was. And mm. that is, I think, the biggest impact and hole that Sophie leaves. It's just that you can see how much community was given to people. Yeah, and I can't even imagine what it would be like trying to step into the electronic music world in an already extremely heterosexual dominated yeah. field let alone being a transgender person where you are wildly underrepresented 
in electronic music. I can only, I mean, I'm sure I'm, there's a whole bunch that I'm missing, but I can only think of a few. Honey Dijon springs to mind. Um, Sophie was a big one. You know, this is this passing isn't isn't a small feat. It's, it's the the loss of a titan in that particular world. On that, we want to give space to that community that feel this loss the biggest. This is the time to be checking in with your trans friends and making sure that they're okay because that is who Sophie was. Beyond music, a massive icon for queer and trans representation and liberation. And one of the most moving articles and tributes that I've read is by Hannah Jocelyn for them, who describes Sophie's ability to manipulate pitch as feeling like a way to escape dysphoria and explore identity beyond the human form. And I I do think a lot of people listening to Sophie did, did feel that sense of there was something not only deeper going on with Sophie personally, but that the music that this artist was making was going to touch something a little bit deeper and what so many people hadn't really been exposed to before. And you can feel the connection that Sophie gave so many people in so many ways. You know, uh, I've read so many friends reminiscing on the fact that they either met their partner uh, dancing to Sophie or recounting the first time they ever heard a Sophie track and how it made them feel. And I think Hannah in this article puts it best in saying that Sophie's legacy already lives in the recent surge of hyperpop. It's now, it's so inexplicably linked to so many different artists. Yeah, I don't I don't think that you you have more of the recent tracks or at least in their current form by artists like Flume, even kind of the trickle down effect to people like One of Tricks Point Never is kind of exploring those real hyper pop sensibilities on some of their latest music and I, I definitely don't think that an artist like 100 Gex even exists without Sophie. No, I, I think that that's that is the melting pot that forms the basis of everything that a hundred gex kind of draws from. So it's it's kind of crazy that that's the almost like the origins, and we're talking about the origin story of where that sound kind of came from. It's not an overstatement to say that Sophie was truly at its like barest form groundbreaking. We're going to take a moment now and for the record, dig a little deeper into Sophie's legacy with someone who is no doubt feeling it the hardest right now. One of Sophie's biggest collaborators, produced by Sophie. Let's ride. This is Vroom Vroom by Charlie XCX. Let's ride. Let's ride. Lamborghini, roll up in a blue bikini Bitches on the beaches looking super cute and freaky All my friends are princesses, we keep it whipped and creamy Ice cubes on our tongues because we like to keep it freezy Lemons and Lamborghini, get out on the right side Should've stayed at home because my girl wanted to ride Looking lux and tasting plush, I'm feeling so alive Wanna take it to the highway, come on, let's go for a drive uh. All my life, I've been waiting for a good time Let me ride, 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 let me ride
so let's ride. Bitches know they can't catch me. Cute, sexy, and my ride sporty. Those slugs know they can't catch me. Beep, beep, so let's ride. Bitches know they can't catch me. Cute, sexy, and my ride sporty. Those slugs know they can't catch me. So let's ride, let's ride, let's ride, let's ride, let's ride. I'm pick Ferrari, yeah, I'm so bossy. Speeding like Alonso just to crush your party. People are going loco when I'm pulling up to your puppy. Don't think about consequences, cause they're never gonna stop me. What? Yeah. 
Pop till it's vacant, pop till the wrist pop, pop till it's shaking, pop like four on the floor, been a rotation, no allegation, popular demand, I understand my name, it's only for conversation, New York nigga be like dead ass, LA nigga be like on the dead homies, I was off the porch like FedEx, 211 got bread on me, K-Dot twat like the side dice, roll like fried rice and pink power strip, uh, temporary pimp, nah, I don't remember them, just canary yellow gym, jumping at the fucking gym, uh, swing like new day day, now ride dirty, paid like two damn Wayne's, retire early, uh, fade like shadow, a stallion and cattle, a bitch is the Decision for you is narrow, collision, the money, your fame, the pharaoh, the physics, the chemist, the lane, collateral for Kendrick, whenever exchange, compatible for riches, for more to gain. I said, nigga, yeah, right, I don't fair fight, but I bear fight, looking for my next road kill, for the headlight, hanging on my last folk kills, for the highlight, my life, highlight, high five, bye-bye. Boy, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Boy, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Boy, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Boy, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right.
One of, if not my absolute favourite Sophie tracks right there, just like we never said goodbye. Oh, god damn, it is so, so good up the top. We listened to Charlie XCX's Vroom Vroom, which was, of course, co-written and produced by Sophie, alongside Vince Staples' Yeah Right, also co-written and co-produced by Sophie, and then up in the middle there, L-O-V-E. One of the most unsettling songs. One of the most unsettling songs I think I've ever heard, but there's something about it that just makes me keep coming back to it. I don't know. It's such a bizarre song to listen to, but I love it so much. Pun not intended. It's kind of like a whole new world on the end of Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides. Yeah, and that, but that, that right there is one of my favourite things about Sophie is the ability to just slice into almost seemingly a completely new song within the space of half a second like it's nothing and then just carry on like nothing ever happened and then flip right back to the same song 10 seconds later it's so bizarre to listen to it's almost it's like the biggest bait and switch you've ever seen yeah my name's Maya Billick I'm with Dan Gordon this is For The Record on FBI Radio giving Sophie 
a tribute by way of unpacking the artist's debut album, Product. If there's anything... Say this is your first time listening to Sophie, or if you're a long-time Sophie fan, we'd hope the one thing you take away from today is that Sophie has undoubtedly changed music forever. Changed not only the face of music, but how people hear, receive, and produce music. And it is music that is so inexplicably fun and vibrant and queer and every part of who Sophie was. But if there's one thing I'm so sure of, it's that Sophie and the artist's legacy will be unforgotten. That is about it for us here at For The Record. It's been such a pleasure listening to some of the most interesting pop to come out in the 2010s. We've got to get up on out of here. If you want to get in touch, for the record at fbiradio.com is the spot to do so. Or you can hit us up on Instagram, for the record FM is the handle. You can listen back to today's program at fbiradio.com slash programs. Just click on for the record or look up FBI Radio wherever you get your podcasts from and for the record will be right there. You can check out some of our past uh, episodes on the Kelly Lee Owens album, our beautiful chat with California Girls on Beat Boy. We've got so much more coming your way over the next few weeks, so meet us back here same time next week, Wednesday, midday. Lunch with Kiki Amberber is up next, so definitely stick around. But until then, we're going to leave you with Sophie's last song, Unisil, right now, and a throwback to uh, probably the happiest song, I think, <laughs> and maybe that's a complete understatement that Sophie's ever worked on, Hey Cutie by Cutie.
Marshall Brown found I knew he was here.